If you would like to read the scriptures that the Lord has laid upon my heart today, I am going to ask you to turn to the book of Luke, and we're going to read a familiar passage of scripture. And, uh, and, and you have probably heard this preached, you know, around Christmas time or from these verses around uh, Christmas time. But the Lord has laid something on my heart this morning that uh, doesn't necessarily apply to the Christmas story, but from these verses. So we're going we're gonna to read from Luke chapter 1, verse 5, and through the 13th verse. Luke chapter 1, verse 5 through verse 13. And the Bible says, And there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God. Now let that sink into your spirit. God considered them to be righteous people. They were both righteous before God, walking in all of the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And now, not on, on top of all of that, about having no child and, and, and being barren and all of that, now... They were well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while Zacharias executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And I'm going to stop reading right there for just a few moments this morning. I would ask that you bow your heads and join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we are thankful this morning for the opportunity that you have granted to us to be here in the house of the Lord. We thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit that we have sensed as we have worshiped and as we have sang and give praise unto your name. And now we come to the reading of your word and the expounding of your word. And as always, Lord, in my own self, I am incapable. But if you will anoint me and if you will touch me and if you will give me a divine unction, to speak as an instrument in your hand, to impart what you would have me to speak here this morning and the message that you would have me to bring. I pray this morning, Heavenly Father, that you would inspire my thoughts, 
that you would put your word in my mouth and that you would let the word that comes forth from these lips of clay, I pray that you would let them come forth anointed and with power. Let them fall upon ears that are touched of God to hear and receive what the Spirit speaks to our heart this morning. Above all things, glorify your name and edify your people. Bless me now to be a blessing. And we will forever give you the praise and forever give you the thanks. And we ask it in Jesus' mighty name and everyone in agreement with that prayer said amen. Amen. So continue to hold your Bible open for just a moment and let's just sort of go over those verses just a little bit at a time. Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth were married. No doubt they desired a child, and yet she was barren. And not just barren for a few years, not just barren for a short time, but for the entirety of their marriage. And now they are well stricken in years. God considered them to be righteous in his sight. They were believers. They had kept the commandments of the Lord. And then the Bible tells us that Zacharias was executing his his duties as one of the priests in the temple. And the Bible says that he ordered before God in the order of his course and according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple. So understand that priests had certain jobs or certain responsibilities when they went into the temple. And Zacharias' responsibility was to offer incense upon the golden altar of incense. It was a type of prayers being offered before God. When they, when they offered incense in that Old Testament tabernacle, it was a type of the prayers of God's people ascending up into the nostrils of God. So understand that Zechariah is praying and offering prayers unto God for the people. That was his job. And, and the Bible tells us here in our text that while he was in the tabernacle or in the temple offering up the prayers or offering up the incense, there was a group or a multitude of people that were gathered outside waiting. They were gathered out, standing on the outside. There was, the Bible says, a multitude were praying without at the time of the burning of the incense. And all of a sudden, unexpectedly, unannounced, Zechariah sees an image on the right side of the altar. And at first, no doubt, he was taken back. He was, he was afraid. And the Bible said when he saw this, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Zacharias, fear not, for your prayer has been heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear a son. And you will call his name John. 
I want to begin this morning by just saying that I want to minister on a subject that I have titled The Thunder of His Silence. The Thunder of His Silence. Have you ever heard the expression that the silence was as loud as thunder? Or maybe the expression that the silence was deafening. What is meant by that expression? It simply means that the sound of silence was so obvious and so profound that it would compare to the incredible clapping of thunder. It simply means that the thunder of his silence simply means that the silence or the lack of response was so deafening that the sound of the silence itself revealed something significant. Something significant. It means that the silence was so thunderous that there is an overwhelming perceivable lack of a response. Have you this morning ever experienced a time in your life? Have you ever experienced a time in your walk with God that the sound of heaven's silence was so overwhelming that it left you feeling unnerved and unsettled and searching for answers? Have you ever experienced a time in your walk with the Lord that the sound of heaven's silence was so profound that you knew that there must be something more to that silence? I understand this morning that these kind of moments in our life are not easy to talk about. I understand that when we pray, we desire an answer. I understand that when we pray, we expect an answer. But sometimes, my beloved friends, uh, amen, there are prayers that go up and the heavens are silent. And sometimes the silence can be as loud as the thunder. The lack of response seems to be in comparison to a clap of thunder. You pour out your heart toward God and all you hear is the sound of crickets. Have you ever been there? What do we do this morning? Amen. We have a tendency to just want to dismiss the silence. We like to rehearse certain scriptures that remind us that God hears our prayers and that he will answer them. We like scriptures like Jeremiah 33 and 3, where God said, call unto me and I will answer you. And show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. We like verses like Psalms 50 and 15 where God says, Call unto me in your day of trouble and I will deliver you and you will glorify me. We like to rehearse scriptures like Isaiah 58 and verse 9. And it says, Then shalt thou call and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry and he shall say, Here! I like it when my prayers get answered like that. He says, you call and I will answer. You cry and I will say, here I am. 
Or how about Isaiah 65 and 24? And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. We could all quote Matthew 7 and 7. It says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened. For everyone that asks receives and everyone that seeks shall find it. To everyone that knocks it shall be opened unto you. We like those verses. We like to rehearse those verses in our mind because they give us hope and they they cause us to realize that God desires for us to inquire and that God desires to bring an answer to our lives. So we know that God answers prayer. We know that he hears us when we pray. We know that he hears us when we call. But what happens? What happens when we pray and the heavens are silent? I will just tell you this morning that when we pray, God often answers in one of three ways. Yes, no, and it ain't time. Hello? And, and, and we like the yes, we don't like the no, and we really don't like that it ain't time. That's just from personal experience. But what happens when we pray and the heavens are quiet? No, we don't like to talk about that. But if I took a poll, I, be, I, I would just imagine everyone in here at some point in your life has prayed about something and heaven was quiet. And there was no resounding answer. There was no quick yes. There was no no. There was no maybe. There was no not yet. It was just silence. So what do you do? What happens when you call and you don't get the answer? What happens when you ask and you seek and you knock and all that you hear is the deafening sound of silence and the silence is so loud that it can be compared to the clapping of thunder? What happens when you pray and your prayer seems to go no higher than the ceiling and then it bounces right back into your face? Have you ever prayed and it felt like the heavens were brass? Amen. Have you ever prayed and you poured out your heart toward God and tears ran down your face and all you heard was silence? Mm. I have. Who among us this morning has not struggled with understanding seasons in our life when it seems like or feels like God is not answering the prayers and ministering to the circumstances in our life? Some of you are there now today. Some of you are there now today. You have prayed about some things and heaven was quiet. Some of you have prayed about some stuff and you hadn't got the answer yes and you hadn't got the answer no and you hadn't got the answer not yet. It just hasn't seemed like God has even heard your cry. Who among us at some point in our life has not felt like that God, amen, when we need direction and we need instruction and we just feel in our heart that God does not bring that instruction, has not brought that direction. Amen, we have all been there this morning and I just want to point out to you in our text, surely that's how Zacharias and Elizabeth must have felt. Stop and think about for a moment. 
when they were young newlyweds. And no doubt they had desired to have children. And they entered into the first year of their marriage and there was no children. And they entered into the second year of their marriage and no children. And maybe they wanted it that way for the first couple of years. But somewhere along the line, they began to want to have children. The Bible said that children are an inheritance of the Lord. Children are a blessing from God. The Bible said that happy is the man. Amen. The Bible said that children are like arrows and happy is the man that has a quiver full of them. I used to tell everybody when my kids were younger, I got eeny, meeny, miny, and we ain't having no mo. <laughs> Three was good. I don't know what a whole quiver full would be like. I do recall the days when mama would, you know, fry two whole chickens and there would be nothing left over at the end of the meal. And my, my grocery bill substantially went down when they all left. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? But no doubt they desired to have children and, and they took it to the Lord in prayer. There was no child. And they went to the Lord in prayer and said, Lord, you know, I, Zacharias must have said, Lord, I desire to have a son. Carry on the family name. I, I, would, I would love for you. And there's no answer. There's no yes, there's no no, there's no not maybe, not yet, not sometime down the road. There's nothing. Heaven is silent. And it is so silent that the silence is deafening. There's no answer. Nothing comes. If you have ever felt that way, beloved, let me just tell you that you are not the first. And I will tell you if the Lord tarries, you will not be the last individual that has ever felt like the heavens were silent. Let me give you some biblical examples. How many of you remember reading the story of Daniel? The Bible said that Daniel prayed for 21 days concerning the future of his nation. And heaven was quiet. There was no answer. There was no breakthrough. There was no yes. There was no maybe. There was no answer for the prayer that he prayed for 21 days. And if you keep reading the word there in Daniel, you will recognize that heaven may have been silent, but while heaven was silent, heaven was not inactive. I came to tell somebody this morning that you may not have got the answer that you've been seeking and you may not have heard from heaven yet, but I got some news for you. Just because you haven't heard anything on your end doesn't mean that heaven isn't busy working on the other end. Let me give you another example. You remember reading the story of Job. Job. The Bible said he was a very wealthy man, blessed of God beyond measure. And in one day, in one day, he lost all of his wealth. He lost all of his children. He lost all of his flocks and his herds. And he lost every, in one single day, 
You talk about, you know, he shouldn't have got up that morning. And then the Bible says that after he lost his wealth, lost his children, lost his family, lost everything that was dear and no doubt precious to him, his own body was afflicted. And he was, he was afflicted with boils to the point where he just had to sit in an ash heap. His wife walked by him and said, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? You are a pathetic mess. But if you read the end of the book, God added to Job's life everything that he lost twofold. Amen. But I want you to know that Job began to search the, the Lord and search his heart and say, why has all of this come upon me? And God didn't say nothing. Heaven was silent. And there was no answer. And Job had to walk by faith. Job had to walk by faith and trust in God. Let me give you one more example. How about the Son of God hanging on Calvary's cross after being beaten and being crucified, hanging between heaven and earth? Uh, amen. He is feeling forsaken and he is feeling left alone. Uh, and in the final moments of his life, uh, he looks toward heaven and he says in the Hebrew, Eli, Eli, Lama Shabbatani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And there is no resounding voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. There is no dove descending from heaven. Amen. Or the Holy Spirit descending in the form of a dove. All there is is silence. And he died. All that there was was a silence as loud as the thunder a silence so profound that it was deafening and I just want you to understand this morning there are going to be some times in our lives there are going to be some moments in our life when the silence is going to be so loud that it's deafening there are going to be some times when it seems that we are searching for answers and the answer does not come so there are going to be some moments when we pray and we don't immediately see the answer to our prayer. But when we encounter those moments in our walk with the Lord, when we encounter those places and we encounter those times in our life, we must remember that God has proven himself faithful time and time again. And if we will just keep walking by faith, and if we will just keep our hand in the hand of the Lord, and if we will just keep putting our trust in the master, then there will come a time when we, as the old song says, we will understand it better by and by. He meant if we just hold on to our faith and if we just hold on to the hand of God, there'll come a moment in time when God reveals his eternal plan for us in his life. Amen. In the days of Herod, our text says, Zacharias and his wife are without child. The Bible says, and the Bible takes the time to tell us that they were righteous in the sight of God. And I, I, I want you to understand why I believe that's in the verse. 
or in the text. The reason that I believe that God specifically stated that they were righteous in his sight is because in the old covenant, in the old covenant, barrenness was considered a curse. Hello? So to everybody on the outside of Zacharias's and Elizabeth's relationship must have thought there must be something wrong with those two. I mean, I mean, they may hide it well, but something must not be right in their life. Otherwise, they wouldn't be under the curse. Otherwise, they, they wouldn't be under the curse of barrenness. So I believe the Holy Spirit specifically went out of his way to tell us that God considered them to be righteous, even though everybody else did not. Hello? So understand this morning that they are walking in the commandments and in the ordinances of the Lord. But because Elizabeth is barren, everyone else made their own judgment call. <laughs> and all of their married life, no doubt they had prayed. Maybe they themselves said, there must be something wrong with me. There must be something wrong with my walk with God. Search my heart, O oh Lord. Search my heart. If there's something wrong with me that's causing this barrenness and this curse to be upon my home and my family, whatever it is, Lord, whatever, I want you to reveal it to me. I want you to show it to me, but there's no answer. There's no, there's no, there's no revelation. There's no, there's no forthcoming. You need to change this. You need to fix that. There's nothing. There's just the silence of heaven. And silence for so long that no doubt Zacharias and Elizabeth just simply gave up on the prayer. Hello? How do you know that, Pastor Gary? Because we are just like they were. And oftentimes, whenever we pray and we do not get the answer and we do not see the direction and we do not get, I mean, we don't hear from him, we just simply give up on the prayer. Or am I the only one? Hello? So no doubt they had prayed for so long that somewhere along the line they just stopped praying about it. They just stopped praying about it. And the Bible said now they are old and they are well stricken in years. So understand they may have prayed about it for the first 10, 15 years of their marriage, but now they're up in years and, and children are just an afterthought. They quit praying about that a long time ago. And Zacharias goes into the temple and he's offering incense and it just struck me as I was studying my notes this morning. Here he is offering prayers for the people and his own prayer has not yet been answered. He's offering prayer and yet his own prayer has been met with nothing but silence. And yet he is faithfully attending to the things that God had given him to do. He is faithfully being responsible to the priesthood. 
What do you do this morning when God doesn't immediately answer your prayer? All too often, we want to blame God, turn around and walk away. I came to tell somebody this morning that if you'll just keep right on doing what's right and keep right on praying and keep right on seeking and keep right on knocking, God will open the door for you. Hallelujah. No doubt they had prayed many times that God would give them a child and they're met with nothing but the sound of silence. No doubt they had searched their hearts, but there was nothing. There was no answer. All they got, all they got were no tiny footsteps or little pity patter of tiny feet through the house to remind them. That their prayer was unanswered. But they still continued to serve the Lord. They still continued to serve God. And Zacharias there in the temple. He's offering incense and suddenly. Suddenly he sees a form and a being. An angel of God at the right side of the altar. And the angel says to Zechariah, Fear not, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. Fear not, for your prayer is heard. And it just struck me this past week as God led me to this passage of Scripture. Zacharias must have thought, Wait a minute, what, what prayer? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Hello? What prayer? What do you mean, my prayer? You mean the prayer that I prayed 25 years ago? You mean the prayer that I prayed when I was a young man? You mean the prayer that I prayed all of those years ago that heaven was so silent that I just gave up on it? You mean that prayer? What does that tell us? Zacharias must have been thinking, I gave up, I moved on. I quit praying about that. I quit seeking the face of the Lord about that. I already gave up. Amen, I tell you right now, sometimes we give up way too easy. Hello? Sometimes we give up way too easy. But understand the implication of the words of the angel this morning. The angel says, thy prayer has been heard. What implication are you speaking of, Pastor Gary? I'm telling you that that set of verses reminds us that God remembers even the prayers that we have forgotten about. God remembers the prayers that we have given up on. Some of you here this morning have been praying for your children. Some of you here this morning have been praying for your grandchildren. Some of you here this morning have been praying that God would do something in your life, uh, that God would do something in your situation and your circumstance. Uh, and I came to tell you this morning, don't give up on your prayer because, uh, amen, God will still answer the prayers that you forgot about. Mm. 
No doubt they had prayed for a son. No doubt they had prayed, but they heard nothing. And yes, they had prayed, but it seemed that God was unmoved. Yes, they had prayed, but it seemed that God was unconcerned. Yes, they had prayed, but there was no answer. But let me just point out to you this morning that the lack of answered prayer was not because that God was unmoved or that because God was unconcerned, but the lack of their prayer being answered was because that God wanted to do something more in their life than just give them a son. He wanted to give them a special son. A son that would be the forerunner that would declare the arrival of his son. You understand what I'm saying this morning? God didn't want to just give them a child. He wanted to give them a special child. Amen. God didn't just want to answer their prayer. He wanted to go exceedingly and abundantly above all that they could even ask or even think. God wanted to do something greater than they had ever even imagined. God wanted to give them a child that would be named John. And if you're a student of the Bible, you know that John the Baptist is called the forerunner of Christ. He is the one that came, a voice in the wilderness crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. God said, I heard your prayer. I heard your prayer a long time ago. And I was only quiet about it because I wanted to do something really special for you. I wanted to do something that would blow your mind. I wanted to give you a son that would be the forerunner to the Messiah. Hello? Well, let me just tell you this morning that sometimes heaven's silence is because God is up to something good. Hello? I said heaven's silence is because God is up to something good. Amen. Don't get discouraged because your prayer isn't immediately answered. Don't get discouraged that your eyes have cried a river of tears and your heart has been poured out to God and it seems like that the heavens are brass and there is no answer and the silence is deafening. Just hang on. God makes all things beautiful in His time. And sometimes His time and our time are not the same timing. <laughs> I have always said down through the years that God is never late, but he has missed many opportunities to be early. <laughs> Hello? Now, but I have found out, I have found out that he does indeed make all things beautiful in his time. I have found out that when heaven is silent and there is no answer, that if I will just keep being faithful to the Lord, if I will just keep my heart right and not get bitter and get angry and, and get discouraged and get, you know, to the place where I want to turn away. If I just keep my heart right and keep my hand in his hand, I have found out that when he does move and he does answer, it is something beyond my wildest dreams. 
Just because you have not got the answer that you are looking for does not mean that God is unconcerned and that God is unaware and that God is unmoved. If you haven't got your answer yet, it just means he ain't done yet. If it ain't beautiful yet, then it means he ain't done yet. Amen. Maybe you have prayed for those kids and those grandkids and they are still living like a hellion. Amen. It just means that he ain't done with them yet. Keep praying. Keep seeking the Lord and keep your heart right and one fine day beloved God will move and bring them in hallelujah hallelujah he wanted to give them a special son heaven may seem silent but it just means that God is up to something good it just means that God is up to something good and when, when the angel says your prayers have been heard, it makes us to realize that it matters not the space of time between the prayer and the answer. It matters not the, 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 the time existence between the time that we pray and the time that God brings it about. I have often talked about my uncle my grandmother, my father, their family, they had four boys. Three of them, two of them were preachers. One of them was hell on wheels. And uh, my grandmother, I could remember her praying for my uncle Aaron for years and years and years. And I mean, he was a roundabout. And my grandmother went home to be with the Lord before she ever saw my uncle come to the Lord. But I will never forget the testimony that was shared with me by my father and my uncle Wayne. My uncle Aaron in Red Bluff, California was in the hospital and they were not expecting him to live. And understand that my grandmother had prayed for him and prayed for him and prayed for him and died and went on to glory. Amen. And never saw the fulfillment of that promise. But my father and my uncle who lived here in this town at that time, my uncle Wayne, they got a phone call that Aaron was dying. He was in St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Red Bluff, California. My father and my uncle loaded up and headed out that same day. My aunt had called them and said, if you want to see Aaron, you better hurry up and get here. My, my dad and my uncle Wayne got into town in Red Love, went directly to St. Elizabeth's Hospital, went directly to his room. Aaron was laying in the bed and my uncle Daryl was there. He, he met my dad and my uncle Wayne and he said, he don't know anything. He's, he's out of his mind. He doesn't know, he don't know anybody. My dad and my uncle Wayne walked into the room. My uncle Aaron opened his eyes laying in the bed and he looked at my dad and he said, Bud, I've been waiting for you to get here. My father looked at him and said, Aaron, are you ready to receive Christ? He said, that's why I'm hanging on. I've been waiting for you to get here. My dad and my uncle Wayne led my uncle Aaron to the Lord. They rejoiced in the Lord and they, and, and, he, and they sat there and visited for 15, 20 minutes. 
He was totally in his right mind, received Christ totally in his right mind. My dad and my Uncle Wayne went to the cafeteria to get a cup of coffee. And while they were walking down the hall, going to the cafeteria, someone stepped out of the room and said, he's gone. I want you to know, God heard the prayers of my grandmother. And God kept him hanging on and kept him alive until he could receive Christ. What am I telling you this morning? I am telling you that even though, amen, even though the situation may go from bad to worse, amen, and you may not hear from heaven, God hears the prayers that you pray. God hears the prayers that you pray. The angel of the Lord said, Zacharias, your prayers have been heard. When were they heard? All the way back when he prayed about them. Didn't matter that he had forgot about it and went on and moved on. God still remembered his prayers. And I want you to know this morning, God still remembers the prayers that you have prayed. God just wanted to do something special in their lives to bring glory and honor to his name. I have more in my notes, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to close here in just a moment. Some of you here this morning have been praying, and all you have heard is the thunder of silence. Silence so deafening that it just, it sounds, it sounds like the clapping roll of thunder. It's that impressive. It doesn't mean that God is not concerned. It doesn't mean that God is not aware of your situation. It just simply means that God is doing something on the other side. And there will come a day. There will come a time. There will come an hour. There will come a moment when what God is up to is revealed to your life. Don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Keep your heart right with God. Keep your heart in the hand of the Lord. And God will bring his perfect will to pass in your life. Bow your heads, please, all over the building. Bow your heads, please, all over the building. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. As I close my eyes, I can almost see heaven. I can almost see heaven saying, shh, I'm up to something good. I'm up to something amazing. They don't know it yet. On their end, it's just quiet. But I'm up to something amazing. Don't, don't allow your discouraged heart don't allow the silence to detour you with your walk with God. It may be tomorrow. It may be next week. It may be next year. It may be 15, 20 years down the road if the Lord tarries. But God will not forget your prayer. God will not forget your prayer. The Bible said that we will reap in due season if we faint not. 
We'll reap in due season if we faint not. At home, at home I have a little to-do box. I put the, the monthly bills in there. I put little, you know, scribbled notes in there, little message ideas and all of that kind of thing in my to-do box. I got some stuff in there, not bills, but I got some stuff in there that have been there for over a year. And every now and again, the Lord takes me back to that place and says, now, now I want you to use that. Now, I want you to speak that. Well, I I said that to say this, God has a to-do list. And you'll reap in due season if you faint not. Just because you haven't got your answer, just because it ain't turned out like you thought it would turn out, doesn't mean that God is unconcerned and that God is unaware. Hold on. He's up to something good. You may not know what he's doing now, but just be faithful. Keep your hand in his hand, and one fine day you will know. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I have delivered what I feel that you have placed upon my heart. There are those this morning, I feel, Lord, by the presence of your Spirit, that all they have heard to the prayer that they have prayed is the thundering sound of silence. I pray, Lord, that you let them know this morning that it is not because that you are unconcerned or unmoved or unaware. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will remind them that you are a faithful God and that there is nothing too hard for you and that there is nothing impossible with you. Renew their strength, renew their faith, renew their heart, renew their joy. Renew their passion. Speak to them through the word that you have had me deliver this morning and we will give you praise. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. We ask these things and pray these things in the name of Jesus. Are you here this morning? And you would lift your hand up and say, Pastor Gary, you preached this message right to me this morning. Yes, 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 yes. God sees hands all over the building. All over the building. I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to look right up toward heaven this morning. And I want you to just tell the enemy. I want you to just tell the enemy, I'm not giving up. I'm not turning around. I I will not allow myself to become discouraged. I will not allow the enemy to thwart my promise. I will not allow the enemy to dig up my harvest. God said I'll reap in due season if I faint not. I refuse to allow the enemy to pull up my harvest before it's time. And just tell the Lord, my hand is in your hand. My heart belongs to you. My life is in your hand. Your will be done in my life. 
Lord, I may not understand the why. I may not understand the silence. I may not understand the, amen, the situation and why I haven't heard from heaven. But I believe God. And Lord, I put my trust and my faith and my, and my soul is anchored in you. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Slip your hand right up to him this morning. Amen. And let the enemy know that you're not turning around and you're not turning back. Amen. 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 Let the Lord know that you love him and appreciate him this morning. And even in the silence... I trust the name of the Lord. Even in the silence, my hand is in his hand. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, come on and sing and worship.